0: Oops, I did it again. I played with your heart. I got lost in the game. Ooh, baby, baby. Oops, you think I'm in love.
1: I got sent from above. Holy crap! What the hell is going on? And that's what you get for telling me that I am never allowed back here!
0: Well,
2: it is my office. My safe space. My... Little bit of Magic Kingdom. That is a
1: load of Belonky. This is the fair office of Dr. P.F. Jeremiah. And his
0: intern. And his intern. Hey, hey, hey. Time out, time out, time out here. Angus, Natalia, what's going on here?
1: She is a monster. She thinks she is better than me.
0: All right, all right, all right. I am better than you. All right, all right, all right, all right. What, what, let me just, let's just try and calm down. Let's try and get the situation straightened out. Like, I want to hear both sides of the story, of this, of what's going on here. But let's just try and both calm down.
2: He was eating my cookies.
0: Oh, God. Angus, out of everything you could have done, why did you do that?
2: Listen. My rainbow cookies that I got from Crumble. Oh,
1: God. Even I'm not allowed to have those. Dr. Jeremiah! I did not know that these were not here. They were left open. All I did was have two. At
2: my desk.
1: How am I supposed to know which one is your desk? I have it's never. It's the
2: one with a picture of me hugging Mickey Mouse. How did you not know it was mine? Because
1: I do not even know who this mouse character is. But I'm literally in the picture. You, this could be anyone that looks like you. This could even be Dr. Jeremiah dressing up as you.
0: I, I mean... I, I am a halfway decent cosplayer, but I don't know if I'm that good. But anyway, anyway, back
1: comes with the conversation.
0: Angus, now you tell me your side of the story.
1: So, I walked in here, your office was empty, I came to greet you with open arms to tell you that I may have great news after my trip from St. Louis.
0: When did you go to St. Louis?
1: Ah, yes, you are unaware. And I have learned deep, dark secrets. Secrets that I dare not say aloud. In front of watchful eyes. But I will tell you this. Things will be changing, Etage. I have plans and I wanted to come and let you know, but.
2: I guess I'm now shopping in Latham.
1: I will tell you this. She is a monster. All I took was two. And heaven forbid that I am not allowed to take two, not two, cookies.
0: Oh, God, how can
1: the situation
0: get...
2: Do you know how much I paid for those two cookies?
1: I imagine just a mere two cup of pieces.
2: Yeah, that, in our world, that's called Penny's Home Depot decoration.
1: Okay, this- okay, okay, both of you, calm down, calm down,
0: calm down. Angus apologized to Natalia for eating her cookie. Never! I am done with this! Oh, God, how can the situation get any worse? <laughs> Man, people, Angus, what are you doing?
2: Oh! Ooh! Hello there, baby boy! You're so cute! Yes, you are!
1: Angus, what? Just you wait! Angus, what is that? Just you wait!
2: (laughs) I will call you Fred, and you're my Fred. My cute little friend, Hello. oh
1: god. What?
2: What's going on? What's he doing?
1: You have angered Come me on. for the last time, in turn. I will have. Why is it whenever I summon a, an animal or a creature, you always pop up?
3: Master, you have called me again, master. Bobbert, how how should doing? I do your bidding, sir?
1: Bobbert, I am thrilled to see you here, but I do not understand why you always appear when I summon creatures to do my bidding. Some powerful dark king.
2: Hey, Bobbert, how you doing? I don't know oh. you and I don't like you.
1: Master, you still here? Yes, I am bound to this plane for more time due to the curse.
3: Unfortunately. Can we Can we kill this filthy mortal. Please! Hey, that's not cool.
2: No, no, no. I'd like to see them try, Dr. Jaramire. I'd love to see see how you're going to try, since Angus has tried to kill me several times now and can't do it.
0: Oh, God. Like, can we not threaten any lives right now? Like, look, Angus is now being a contributing member of society and he's helping to pay rent and it's very hard to find a replacement for a new intern. So can we just try and Settle these differences right now. NEVER,
1: (laughs) BOMMIT!
3: I DEMAND THAT YOU VANQUISH HER! Master, as you wish.
0: I'm like, oh god. Like, the school's just finished rebuilding everything that we've destroyed the last time. I don't know how any worse the situation can get. Don't
2: worry, I have something. (laughs) Oh, that actually worked!
3: You puny, puny mortal. I will vanquish you as my master has complied. Master, what has happened to my sword?
1: The dream is gone. You see my problem? This woman is vile. She has the ability to cancel magic.
2: Or maybe I'm just smarter than you. Have you ever thought of that?
0: Oh god, I feel like it's just gone from crazy to crazier. How can the situation go any worse? Oh, God, who's calling me at this time of the day? It's just like, oh, God, I have to say something. Why, hello, Dr. Cage. How are you doing?
4: Oh, oh hello. It's lovely to hear your voice. Uh, I'm, I'm very close. I, I plan on being. I hope I'm not too late. I'll just meet you at the apartment. Uh, it's an apartment you live in, right? Not a home, not a freestanding home or anything. Well,
0: no, I'm not at my apartment right now. I'm currently at my job. At, at, I'm currently at my uh, university where I'm teaching.
4: Oh, oh, yes, yes of course. Oh, H- Hudson, oh, yes. Um, diversion, diversion, uh, trajectory. Um, yes. Oh, we'll, it'll just be just a few more minutes. Um, we're just we had a a little minor. Uh, What? Oh, uh, out the window! Yes, right, right now. You sure? Okay. Like, <laughs> wait,
0: what? What's the, what's going on? Oh, gosh. Dr. Cage, it's so lovely to see you. How's it been?
4: Hello. Uh, landed right out here on the. The veranda, I suppose, or is it a, it's an escape of some kind, a fire escape, you call it, yes? It's, it's yeah. uh, just outside here, remember? We used to spend our evenings looking at the stars back in the old days outside. It was wonderful. And, and who are these uh, fine people? And, and who is this one? Oh, he's fascinating.
0: Oh, oh yes, yeah, so we have some new people that I have to introduce. Um, Dr. Cage, um, this is my intern, Natalia Attenborough.
2: Hello.
0: Oh, hello, Natalia. I can sense uh, a vibration, a chakra alignment. That
4: uh, there's something special going on. I see why you hired her. Oh
2: well, thank
1: you. It, 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 it's nice to be appreciated
3: uh, for
4: once.
1: Uh, Listen here, you—you you are very well appreciated. Angus. I have
0: Angus. I was introducing Dr. Cage to the new people. <clears throat> Dr. Cage, um, I'd like to introduce you to the second-in-command of Angus's cult of the Death Hand. Um, I have been told by both Angus and his second-in-command that his name is so hard to pronounce that no mere mortal can actually physically pronounce his name. So I have just been told to call him Bobbert. Oh, well,
4: yes, well, then, pleased to meet you, Bobbert. I'm, uh, Bobbert. (laughs) Bobbert. Robert, yes, fantastic. And and what do you do here? Are, are you part of this university?
3: No, I am the slayer of all, the peculiar of everything my master wishes me to get. Oh, you're an intern. That's fantastic. And and uh, and you 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 were mastered legions of armies in the name of the death. Act.
4: Oh, yes, activism. Ah. And of course, Angus, it's so nice to meet you physically in person. I, I sense the strength in you. Uh, it's just any. Mm,
3: yes, and how we know. Master, master, should I kill him? No,
1: do not what? kill this one. No, no, Be no. We no. like this one. No, Ooh, no, no, no. It no. causes no. Dr. Jeremiah oodles of pain and anguish. Yes, yeah, of
4: course. Consider us allies, my friend. Oh, my God.
3: Oh, he must be marked, Master. Oh, God! He uh, must yes. have the marking of the Death Hand.
1: Yes, he definitely does have the mark on him. I see potential with this one.
0: I picked a hell of a day to quit drinking.
4: <laughs> Would
0: you like
2: a cookie?
4: And how are you there, Jerry?
0: <laughs> I'm doing good, Dr. Cage. How are you?
4: <laughs> oh, I'm wonderful, of course. Uh, I had such a wonderful time coming here. It was, it was just lovely. And I it's a really thank you for the invitation.
1: So I-, I must say, I have a question for you. You came Ooh. here from your aerial device. And you just came jumping down off of it. Do you humans do sorts of things like this?
2: You have watched um, so, so it- many 80s action movies and you don't know what a
1: parachute is? I have only seen two of your action movies.
4: A parachute that's quaint. Uh, yes. Yes, I used a parachute to come down. That's how how I did it. Of course.
0: Well, this has all been very thrilling, and I don't know how worse this day can get, and I'm going to shut up and not try and jinx myself any further, but we have to get going. We have stuff to take care of. I got to apologize to the university for yet again, a colossal mess that my infernal roommate decided to make at my job, and I believe we have an episode of our podcast that we gotta do.
1: Dr. Jeremiah, I have the perfect solution for this. Oh, God, what? Listen, you said you needed more guests. We have two people that are, are happen to be here. Why not have them on the show?
0: I mean, like... I'm pretty sure Dr. Cage, you know, being very busy, can't really be a Dr.
1: Jeremiah! I demand that Dr. Cage Bobot! And we leave Natalia home! I am
2: perfectly fine with that. I have a Disney special to watch.
1: No, 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 Natalia.
0: Like you should join us on this episode and like be be with us. Oh, oh
2: no, really. I'm perfectly fine with oh, that.
0: No, I'm... no, 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 no. Like, yeah, Master! He... Yes!
3: Are we watching another one of these movies?
1: Why yes, Bobbitt. This is apparently a movie about travel and the triumphs of forming allies with each other.
2: Quick question, what movie are we watching?
0: Dr. Jeremiah? We are going to be discussing planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh, joy. Natalia, I think think you should really be a part of this episode. Like, I, I could really use your... <clears throat> superior intellect and knowledge to help. Uh, okay,
2: what are you giving me?
0: I'll give you. I'll give you opening night to the Avatar sequel.
2: Ooh! Can can I actually get like the nice theater this time?
0: What nice theater are we talking about?
2: The one in downtown with the leather seats and the, and the the booze.
1: I thought the nice one was over in Clifton Park.
2: It's an RPX. I, last time I was there, a child was kicking my my seat the entire time. Well, then kick the child back. That's what
1: I would you do. You
0: must murder the children. No, nope, no, nope, don't murder children.
1: Murder the children. No murdering children. Dr. murder Gaines, the, the children. Join us in murdering the, the children. Them. Please do not murder feed children. Feed them to
0: the weasels.
3: <laughs> don't feed them. Feed them to the ferrets. Don't feed them them to the
0: spiders within my beard. Don't feed them to the ferrets and spider beards. You know what? On
2: second thought, I think I need to be here to intervene. Like, it sounds like we need someone who is a voice of reason. Yeah,
0: Thank you.
4: Well, um, we could, you know, simply all agree to enjoy this whole thing together. I mean, certainly, you know, it's about the friends we meet along the way. uh, It's published fact. Uh, You know, I've written papers on it. It's always about master. that.
3: Master,
1: he is bothering me. Bobbitt, tell me. what. Come here for a second. Come here. Come here.
3: Yes, master.
1: Bobbitt, why does he bother you?
3: His voice <laughs> sounds too much like a child.
1: Bobbitt, I, I understand, but in human years, he is old-ish. He... He is in his 40s. He is what they considered him well-tendered, well-rounded, and well knowledge So he
3: should be almost dead by then now,
1: right? Listen, I have plans for this one. He is going to get me the connections we need to a Jeffrey Bezos. And with this Bezos, we are able to form a giant connection for the Cult of the Death Hand. We need him. But the Bezos still hasn't given me my laptop. Dr. Jeremiah, you are not supposed to be here involved in our conversation in the background.
0: Angus, you're like three feet next to me. Like, you're not being very discreet.
1: Yeah,
2: moron.
0: Ugh. Natalia, can you go to the liquor store and get beer? On it. Get the root beer! coming at you live from the Faculty Lounge of Hudson Creek University. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to episode 10 of the Dr. P.F. Jeremiah and his Infernal Roommate podcast. It is a very special episode 10. We are doing our very first round table discussion and I am not alone. Of course, I am with my interdimensional roommate and the Supreme Destroyer and property damage collector. (laughs) of my job. I am an
1: death hand, the Summoner of Beasts, the wrath linger of all Hudson's on the creek. And I will also have my vengeance upon those who say I dishonest, deceitful,
2: and anyone who dares call me a brother. Don't have to make accusations when I actually watch you eat a cookie.
0: And joining us for our second time on the podcast is my lovely intern, and with her supreme intellect, <laughs> Natalia Attenborough.
2: Well, it's nice to be here. I'm happy to try and balance out some of the idiocracy.
0: And surprisingly, joining us again for his second time as well, with either dumb luck or just however Angus did it again the second time without summoning a dinosaur. Please welcome back, Bobbert. I am Bob. I am back in the world. I am the peculiar of I
4: will destroy anyone my masters. He unworthy.
1: Even the intern? I
0: like to see Even the, the
1: intern master.
0: Hey, hey, hey. You don't know how hard it is to replace interns.
1: Please leave my intern alone.
3: I will why he get her going. in her sleep.
1: Thank you. We will start planning and plotting.
0: So, please welcome back for his unfortunate second time. I yeah, I apologize. Um, <laughs> he gave me a list of uh, words to describe him. Uh, the amazer of amazing. The greatness of great. The shaman of handsomeness. The... Oh, God, you really want me to say this? Mm. Uh, the man... The man who so totally reeks of awesomeness. Yes. Please welcome my fellow colleague, Doctor Ezekiel Cage.
4: Yes. Thank you very much for that introduction. It's very nice to meet you all. I'm very excited about this film. It's it's, it's amazing. It's wonderful. I just it, it's just a character play. I'm just watching like. Watching Anne struggle—it's—it's—it's it's, it's joyous. The descent into Faustian, uh, just madness that I, we will witness—is to share it all together with you. I'm just very excited about this.
0: <sighs> anyway, um, today is very special. Like I said, it's our very first roundtable discussion of a movie, and we decided to go with the 1987 classic. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles.
1: Well, I can tell you this, Doctor. I found this movie to be very enjoyable. I can tell you that it was, you know, weak at points. I had questions. But overall, a decent film to watch.
0: Uh, Natalia, what were your thoughts?
1: This
2: movie makes me very uncomfortable and makes me remember why I
0: don't like traveling. Fair enough. Dr. Cage, you already described Well,
4: of course. Uh, of course, I'm exuberant about the film. I, it, was, it was joyous. Uh, everything about it, I, I'm entranced by the character that John Candy has, has brought forth. He uh, it, it reminds me a little bit of you in, in some ways.
1: Obviously, since Bobbitt has yet to see the film, we shall acquire his opinion after we discuss the movie.
0: For the love of God, please help me get through this. And here we go. (laughs) After the end of a business meeting, Neil Page is trying to get home for Thanksgiving. And due to an unfortunate snowstorm, he is stuck in Missouri. And with that, with good luck, or depending on how you feel about it, bad luck, runs into Del Griffin, a very well, very successful shower curtain ring salesman, very odd but once again this is the 80s A- after their encounter the two of them wind up going on what can only be described as the most craziest trip to get home for the holidays let's go over planes trains and automobiles planes trains and automobiles stars steve martin john candy and the blink and you miss it kevin bacon cameo this movie was written and directed by the great john hughes
1: ah yes and as i was saying before an excellent movie
0: <laughs> i will agree this was a very this was a very fun movie to to watch
1: but i must say it's a very series of unfortunate events that happen upon these two individuals and they always seem to happen to run across one another at points
0: Well, I mean, if they didn't run into each other, then there wouldn't be no story.
1: Exactly, but the thing is, I'd like to discuss one of the very beginning points. Neil was trying to hail himself a cab, and he kept struggling. All he wanted to do was try to get home to see his family. But what happens? He is unable to acquire a cab, and when he finally does, this other individual just says, I'm going to steal it from him.
0: Well, to be fair, Angus, you never really had to try and hail a cab in New York City during rush hour, and that's basically all bets are off on that.
1: Fools! I have had to hail many things. Bobbits, back in our home realm of Grindaria, do you know how hard it was to try to hail a ride on a horse or an other animal?
3: Yes, we were able to fly. We didn't have to worry about these cabs.
1: But, we also had tough times trying to summon our animals. They always seem busy trying to give other individuals rides across the realm.
2: Oh, god forbid you have to share with someone else.
1: You don't understand! Animal summoning should be an instantaneous thing! But no! Apparently when someone else has already summoned the animal, they are required to fulfill their deed first, until then unable to use them for transportation.
4: I mean, really, they, they should be hailing you, right?
1: Oh, yes. As future ruler of multiple realms, Bobbin and I have goals. We shall acquire the realm and save it from
0: the... Do you, do you the... feel
2: like you're stuck in a fantasy film, Dr. Jeremiah?
0: Every day.
2: Listen here, the Cregan
1: Empire is an actual threat.
2: Oh, I'm sure.
1: I will show you after... The hells I have suffered. Ooh, can't wait. Ballot. Can we can we kill
3: her now, Master? No, nope, I...
0: no, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. Once again. Hard to replace in good interns.
3: Please leave her alone.
1: No, we shall not kill her. We shall eat her. Till there's no boat. If we... How
0: rude.
3: Master, <laughs> if we get rid of Jeremiah, it would be easier to get rid of the intern.
0: Hey, 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 hey. Please leave me alone, too. Like, I've done nothing. I thought me and you were cool, Bobbert. Like, like, please leave me alone. Now, he Bobbert, is you, her. you're crushing.
4: You, you seem to have so much anger. You're always trying to kill things. Sometimes the tools that you grew up with don't... They no longer serve you, and you need to move forward and take control of your own life. Why all the anger and hostility? I mean, you can feel it in the
3: room, right? You too. Are you a doctor as well, sir? Me? Yes. Um, many doctorates, actually. Ah, uh, so you understand the inner workings of an individual.
4: Why? Why? Yes, that's 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 very much the focus uh, of my study.
3: Now, doctor, have you Ooh. extricated the internals of a individual?
4: Are you talking about disemboweling them, like, but more emotionally?
3: Because, no. yes, yes, I've done that. I mean, I mean with this.
4: Oh, oh, yes. Um, Are you suggesting I make some use of this? Um, am I supposed if, to disarm if, you now?
3: If you can disarm me, then you can take my life. But I yep. doubt you can do it, you insolent little being.
4: See, everyone? It's the anger. It's just insurmountable. You're controlled by that anger. It's making you, you're not making it your, whatever, your bitch, I guess you say. (laughs) You know, your your anger controls you. I mean, look at Angus. Angus fully embodies his anger. He is that anger. He rules the room.
1: Dr. Cage, I am not angry. I am just suffering. Tons of turmoil because of your colleague. He demands his room back all the time and he robs me of my paychecks. I end up paying more in rent now and he pays less. Apparently, he can't make it on a teacher's salary.
0: Angus, the reason I have to take more money from you is the damage you do across the building.
1: Dr. Jeremiah, you told me that your renter's insurance covers it.
0: It covers a certain amount of it, but Mr. Rodmanovich is getting too fed up with the point of you constantly wrecking the building on a day-to-day basis.
4: Covering? Are you, you're t- I can cover all of this up. If you're having any problems, I'm here for you. There's no reason why you should suffer the fear and dread of some horrible consequence simply because of some ephemeral thing like money? My, money is just made up!
0: As much as I would truly appreciate your help with getting into my landlord's good graces, I'm going to have to decline your generous (sighs) offer.
4: Well, the offer's open. I understand. You've always been very insistent on taking care of yourself, and that's, that's probably
0: why it's led to such success for you. You seem so happy these days. Every minute, every day, I am supremely happy.
1: Especially when you keep taking my money.
0: We've discussed this before, Angus.
1: I have plans, Doctor. You shall get your funds soon.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, usually when Angus laughs like that, I would, as the calm-headed one that you work with, would like to remind you that that does not bode well for the city of Troy.
1: Bomb Tell the doctor that I am a man of my word and he shall receive his reward and in, in abundance too.
3: Dr. Jeremiah.
1: Yes, Father. My
3: master, my master has given his word. You will be bathed in riches. And if I'm not mistaken, you did want the spears and the Agrilera? Leg-
0: egg- it's Aguilera. I- I'm more of a. Um... I'm more of the Mandy Moore type, but I'll take the spears of the Aguilera.
3: Also, another question for you, Doctor. Oh, what is Are that? you not the same style of Doctor as this one is? Uh, <sighs> mm, we're
0: kind of the same, but... Because <laughs> he pulls
3: off the sense that he does not need roommates. He <laughs> is vast in wealth of his own and does not need the charity of others.
4: This
0: is true! I mean, there is a secret to my success, you know, I mean... Natalia, do you have the whiskey?
2: Um, yeah, I do. Whiskey. I have some bourbon. Give me the whiskey. Okay. I also, I brought Everclear just in case it gets... Oh, okay. That's... He just downed a whole whiskey, folks. Oh, this is gonna be a long night. I also have Everclear just in case you... We haven't gotten that point yet.
1: Okay. Anyway, Dr. Jeremiah, back to the movie discussion.
0: Ah, uh, yes, yes, back to the movie discussion. So after his, after his unfortunate run-in by getting his cab stolen and being a crazy person chasing a cab, but to be fair, New York City, crazy is just kind of the normal, um, he winds up running into Dell into the airport and confronting him about stealing his cab. And.
2: Doesn't he confront him though on the plane, Dr. Jeremiah?
0: Well, no. So he does confront somebody on the plane, but it was mostly the stewardess that he was confronting because he unfortunately got his first class flight bumped down to coach.
4: Coach, that's why you don't fly on those planes. You never know how they're going to land. You have to have your own private plane. I mean, I, I, I thought that with that, that premise right there was just out the window for me. Uh, the idea that someone would suffer so much. It was, it was dramatic. It was surprising. Uh, the life you people live.
3: Robert? The scene where he was running with the cars... Is he actually that fast, or are cars actually that slow?
0: Well, this is New York City, so there's bumper-to-bumper traffic usually around every corner, so it is possible for a normal man to catch up to an automobile.
2: So, Bobbert, if I may, the way that adrenaline works is in our realm, our bodies produce something called adrenaline, where when we are in a high stress situation, like say you're about to miss your flight, which is a very big deal here because we can't just summon fine creatures. Or if in the case like a mother's child is trapped in a, a car, our adrenaline can make us run faster or be stronger. It basically is like this rush. Like this gives us this energy to do things are typically not manly possible. Am I following the right things, Dr. Jeremiah?
0: I could go for
1: some bacon right about now. Oh, God. Dr. Jeremiah, we will discuss this cameo very quickly for you. I understand that there's this Kevin Bacon that you are so fond of, and yes, I know you wanted to cover this foot loose that stars this Mr. Bacon. But, and on- i will only say this once but we shall cover footloose
0: and can we kick off our sunday shoes
1: wooey Marie, join me
2: dr jeremiah uh, nope
0: i should have listened to my mother and became an interpretive dancer
4: well i i love that they found their way onto this plane Uh, And the first class was, I mean, that's never happened to me, Um, obviously. And, And he finds himself yet again as though the fates conspired against him to be in the same seats, on the plane, together. How is that ever possible? I mean, certainly the fates intervene, yes. When they come together and they're sitting right next to each other so dramatically, and he's suffering, just he, the, it seems as though Candy himself is this vortex of suffering, and, and he thrives off of, off of this form that is Neil. Uh, and, and then Neil is essentially Dell's sort of. Uh, experiment for the entire episode. They they gravitate towards each other, and 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 he is locked in. You have Neil who's locked in, and you have Dell who is free, and he guides him through this journey, and it takes him into a place that maybe makes him better. What is better? What is right and wrong? These are all vague concepts. Why? It's much like you two. Right, forced together and living in the same apartment, um, arguing with each other. I mean, you're summoning uh, anger um, personified in this being here. Uh, the poverty the is really just an expression of this ire that you feel for each other. I, I think this whole experience is going to be uh, trial by fire, the, uh, the, the film and your relationship. I'm usually right about these things.
1: This does describe my relationship. The doctor here seems to want to control my every move.
0: I don't want to control everything. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> Beg pardon. I don't want to control every... Oh. Oh, wow. Bobbert, you have pretty eyes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this, yes! This, dear start to, uh, descend into madness as uh, Dr. Jeremiah... <laughs>
1: Well, but you never told me you had hypnotic powers.
3: Sorry, master. I do not know of this power. I have not experienced this before.
2: This is what we like to call Doctor Jeremiah getting a little drunk, and I—I'm
3: not go... drunk.
2: I am gonna go pour myself some rosé so I can deal with all this craziness. Think happy thoughts. Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom.
4: Happens, um,
2: All right. So, first off is the list of Natalia's things in this movie that makes Natalia very, very uncomfortable for 500, Alex. The hotel. The whole hotel scene. We'll start with between the bathroom and the fact that there's stuff all over the counter. The beer on the bed and then uh, waking up with them spooning each other.
1: Don't forget Neil wiping his face with the underwear.
2: Oh, yeah, there's a reason why I forgot that.
0: Don't forget the dirty socks in the sink.
1: He was cleaning them. This is why me
2: and boyfriends number four, seven, and three all broke up. So, the one thing that's on this scene, as uncomfortable as it makes me, is... Is you really get to see the whole side that You have these two different people. You have... This Dell, who he's very much like free flowing, go with the flow, easygoing, very laugh, affable gentleman, gentleman being a very strong term. But and then you have this straight laced Neil and you see this in comedy where you have the loose cannon and then the straight man. But anyhow, the one thing that all goes to a huge point is going to is when you have Neil's Massive speech at Dell, where he just completely off rails on him.
4: Yes, a release of anger. He finds himself. He takes control. It's a pivotal moment. Yes,
2: it, it's it's very pivotal. It's it's very strong. It's probably one one of my favorite scenes in here. And I'm sure, like Doctor Cage, for your studies can can kind of go further into this too. But it's this catharsis, this moment where he gets a lot off of his chest and the best part of it, too, is in Dell, just who is this crazy, crazy guy for the entire movie, just has like the most calm and perfect responses. I may be a talker, but I'm also a listener. And it's just it's like a really powerful scene and really awesome.
4: I think because he has powers, I think he is essentially taking him down through the layers of uh, the underworld, you know, in a Faustian sense, uh, going into the filth and grime of the bed, uh, and then seeing all of the various uh, sundry undies uh, brought into his nasal cavities. Uh, This man is descending into r- the lowest of possible lows. And perhaps he will rise up uh, and like a phoenix.
3: I did not understand how the little one Dell could not possibly kill the bigger one. He seemed weak. He seemed uneducated.
2: I don't understand. How is it? With now two of you, That we always go into killing. Killing's not the answer,
1: killing's (laughs) not the solution. Listen, we are not always out to kill. But I do agree that violence sometimes has to be the solution to solve your problems. Your world is a very cruel and dark place. Sometimes in order to get the solutions you need, you need to go to war, you need to stir turmoil, and you also need the violence and the debauchered heads need to have the smited heads of your world leaders to set the example of where the light should truly be gazed upon.
2: I can send you names of one you can go after, but violence hey. is
0: still... Remember, no politic rule on the show. You're and-
2: no fun, Dr. Jeremiah.
0: That's a pretty dress you're wearing.
2: I'm wearing a shirt.
1: And who am I talking to right now? You're talking to me. Oh. Thank you for noticing. I've seen you looking at my legs, too.
2: Yeah, it's a little unsettling
1: that he's wearing a mini dress. Oh, doctor, are you looking at my legs? I
0: mean, I'm wondering a lot of things, and, like, where's my Popeyes?
2: Fifteen minutes. <sighs> I'm tracking it on the app.
0: Did you get? make sure you get biscuits?
2: I got an extra large order, and I got three orders of biscuits. You'll be fine.
1: Natalia, come here. No. No, 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 listen, this is important. Let's go to that corner.
2: No, I don't trust you as far as I can throw you. I actually could throw you pretty far. Foolish
1: mortal, if you are concerned with the doctor's safety, you will follow me now. Baba, Dr. Cage, I need you at once. Come with me.
3: Yes, master. Well, of course.
4: Show me the way.
1: Listen, I need you two to hold the doctor down. I am going to be rid of him of his drunken state.
4: Oh, he does look like he's a sorrowful saint. I wasn't going to say anything, um, but th- of course I can help.
3: Is is tonight Tonight we kill him, Master?
1: No, not yet. Give me at <sighs> least another four earth months why did jamie sullivan have to die
2: it's okay it's okay why
4: We need so to- what is this what is this spell of i'm i'm so entertained i'm familiar with shamanic practices and he alignments went through
0: all that work to be a good person and then she dies
1: vomit get the water from the vending machine down the hall don't go chasing water yes master
3: Master, I have gotten all the water from the machine.
1: Bobbles, Doctor Cage, are you able to pay for to fix that?
4: Um, allow me. I, I'm I'm fairly handy. Hmm. Uh, yes. Hmm. Yes. Hmm. Mm, yeah, it, it'll it'll work. Uh, don't worry about it. No one's gonna. Uh, just forget about it. It, it. it. Look in the morning, and everything will be taken care of.
1: Ah, oh, perfect. Alright, hand me the water, Bobbit!
3: Here is the water, master.
1: Feing you hula.
3: Oh, oh, oh what, what the hell?
2: He's not drunk. Why? He You that? actually have useful magic!
1: Rakucha!
2: <laughs>
3: Oh, master! A bath! Thank you, master!
0: Wait, what, what, what's going on? Like, why is- why is Bobber covered in lava? Uh,
1: no reason. Uh, I'm sorry for the holes in the floor.
0: Oh, god. I don't know how I'm gonna have a job after this.
2: Don't worry, they like me.
0: Fair enough, huh? Hm. Ugh. Like, wow, I can think clearly. Um. Oh. tell so where where are we in the podcast?
1: You are about to go over the diner situation. Oh yeah, the diner situation.
0: Thank you for reminding me. <sighs> Why does my face feel itchy? Oh, don't, don't worry about it. Um. Yeah. So when they wake up the next morning, they go to a, a lovely diner for some quaint for a quaint dinery breakfast, and then unfortunately Neil finds that his money is missing from his wallet and he does the thing of accusing dell of stealing and of course any man in that situation would be very angry over the false accusation of stealing from another person and then dell throws out his wallet to show him that there's a specific amount of money in his wallet and if there's anything more then he's will admit that he stole and then neil sees there's no money in dell's wallet and then the realization hits in that they were robbed.
2: So, I'm going to take a qu- quick diversion to over here to go into Natalia's list of why this is so obviously an 80s movie. Number number one, the soundtrack. Killer, but very obviously 80s. Number two, the guy just gets into their hotel room. How believable is this? Hey,
0: to be fair, he had a switchblade.
4: That was not a high-quality establishment. Clearly, I would blame, in this case, Dell, for choosing such a place. I have security far beyond anything you would imagine, but at least I would have a decent lock.
2: And so, and and that goes into number three. All the smoking that we see in this film, that one, indoors, on buses, so much smoking, and it's just like
1: a little excessive.
4: Different times.
0: Oh, the secondhand smoke.
1: I would like to make We're one kidding. additional comment. The fact that he says if there's more or less than $263. Why would you take his word that there was his own personal money in there? He could have just taken it and just claimed he only had 263 It seems to be a common sense issue right there as well. I can't believe
2: I'm saying this, but Angus
3: has a point.
0: It's a sad thing when you agree with that. I concur.
3: So, it's impressive that he knew exactly to the dollar what he had.
2: It, actually, I will say, as someone who lives in this realm, it is impressive. because, Especially when you have that much, because I will tell you, I only know how much is in my wallet when I have under
4: $5. Money, like actual paper money. <laughs> Listen,
2: That's
0: very not, 80s. It's a hard
2: life being this man's intern.
0: Hey, I feel I, like I treat you well.
2: You treat me very well compared to Professor down the hall, you know who.
4: You know, I do love to see a go-getter. I'm seeing the energy in this room and seeing how you stand up to this little one with his, um, I should say, uh, bordering on harassment. You really need to keep your help together, uh, Angus. It's really...
2: Dr. Cage, Dr. Jeremiah has started uh, getting me to babysit Angus.
4: Well, you don't want to be babysat now, do you? Hey,
0: I do compensate you very well for babysitting. Yeah, you
2: do compensate me, and and I, I,
1: definitely appreciate it. Fools! I require no babysitter.
2: Dude, last time I didn't watch you, you turned the neighbor's cat into some sort of chimera.
1: Listen here, I was doing them a favor. They they needed a. Fierce bodyguard.
2: It tried to eat off the neighbor's ear.
1: That was probably a neighbor that was trying to rob them of their valuable... It was his owner.
3: You foolish mortal girl. Obviously that animal saw evil in that owner. And decided it was better off being by itself.
2: This is what I put up with, Dr. Cage. On a daily basis. A weekly basis. So this one can go out on dates.
4: I think... That you are not happy with this position. And clearly your employer is not interested in having wait, you wait, wait treating him like a baby.
0: Wait, what are you trying to do? What's going on here? Like, no.
2: no. So, I was perfectly fine before this one showed up. I mean, I would pro. You don't understand. Like, I have passions. I have things I love. Disney which, I love Disney, I would love to go to Disney, I don't get paid a penny. Hey,
0: hey, I'm doing my best to try and get you down there.
4: Natalia, why allow someone else to decide your fate and control your funds? Why not work for me?
0: Wait, what? No, no.
4: I could no. use a personal assistant no, you don't. with your uh, investigative Nothing. and... and and, and, and stern control, and Angus will no longer be treated as Thank though you. he is some infant. Leave her alone. I, I think this is a win-win oh, for everybody.
2: Dangerous. What, we? I mean, obviously with someone like me who likes Disney, my money would be- Natalia! Money would be on my mind. Like, what, what are we looking at
4: here? Oh my God! Well, use of my private jet at least, so you'll be able to take care of such incidentals as traveling, perhaps. who uh, The child could uh, find succor uh, among uh, the many uh, house people that do things in the house that I... Uh, in 17 rooms... Um, should provide many adventures for for you and your child uh, and so you would be quite comfortable there uh, and you'd work for me and and uh, perhaps uh, we could take care of the damages uh, and uh, you, would, you would all feel so much more comfortable and then you two can continue to work on your personal issues there. Uh.
2: You know... He has a good point, Dr. Jeremiah. It's hard being a single mom. You're thinking about this? Listen, I've had to have my sister wash my child while I watched
1: your thing. I am no thing. I resent that comment.
3: Do not speak to my master like that. God damn it. You don't know now how hard it is to
0: find a decent intern that knows things around here. Whatever I have to do, I will do to keep you around.
2: (laughs) Mm-hmm. Well, start thinking on that, because this is very, very appealing.
0: You don't want to work for him.
4: We have a pension plan, and the schools, the quality of the schools in the Hamptons are fantastic.
2: Oh, come on. You know he would he would absolutely love being in the Hamptons.
0: I'll get Bob Chapek here just so you can punch him in the face.
2: I think he's hiding from the many Disney fans who want to punch him in the face.
0: I can find him. And I, I can give you free range.
2: Got to think better than that.
0: Oh, come on! Yeah. So now after after both Neil and Del find out that they've been bamboozled out of their money, they now have to take a car ride in the back of a rundown pickup truck to get to a train that'll get them home. Now we're at the train part of the movie, where Neil's, <laughs> Neil's character is just... Nicely sitting by the window, looking out, seeing the lovely scenery, talking to a young girl, asking her her plans for the Thanksgiving. And then all of a sudden, the train just dies.
2: I feel like this entire film is a study of basically when things go drastically wrong. Of misfortune, of... Oh my gosh, I had had too many glasses of a rosé. The, the study <clears throat> of, of the laws of Murphy's Law. Murphy's Law, that's it. That's it. I'm putting down the rosé now. Took me too long to think of that.
0: And then, as everyone unfortunately is getting off the train, Neil sees Dell struggling to carry his trunk through this bumpy, horribly terrained field. And I don't know if it's more of sympathy or pity, maybe a little bit of both. But Neil decides to be a decent person and help Del carry his trunk across this field. And just peeling back the layers of Neil and showing that he's not really just this uptight stick in the mud. He's actually a very decent, kind-hearted person.
4: And easily manipulated by uh, appeals to pity. Uh, it is a fantastic uh, the way that Dell is able to look so pathetic and pitiful. It just draws you in. You can't just allow him to be alone like that. I mean, you could just watch for a little while, but eventually you have to give in and help the poor lad.
3: It's it's a shame that this Neil character was able to get away from this Dell character until he saw how weak and pathetic he was. And felt that he needed to help. Our- I believe the fat one is some curse on him.
4: Oh, most I don't believe he uh, is cursed. I believe he curses everyone around him. Um, Murphy's Law is real. Yeah, I've studied it.
3: What is this yeah, Murphy's Law? Yes. Well, um,
4: my Murphy's lawyers, uh, they tell me that you may subvert the law, uh, um, but normally what happens is that if anything bad can happen, then it will indeed occur. That is in how the Murphy's Law works. If you are dropping, say, a piece of toast with uh, jam on it, uh, or marmalade if you prefer, or you could have some French frog glaze, uh, then when it falls, it would land uh, entirely with um, the most delicious part upon the floor. Uh, this is Murphy's Law. You'll notice this will happen consistently. Yes, we did that experiment. Oh, you might have missed that. That was another one of your little benders. It a fantastic experiment.
0: I get drunk one time and then everyone labels me an alcoholic. <laughs> I have a problem.
1: Why is it that I see nothing but empty beer cans in the recycling disposal when I get home?
2: Because sometimes dealing with you drives the two of us to drink.
1: You're not going to be here for much longer. Why are you so... Hey, hey, curious?
0: hey, 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 leave my intern alone. I, I still Temporary need her. Hey,
1: so, so then Neil gets dropped off at a car rental facility where he goes to realize that his car is not there. Then he is forced to travel three miles to, to back to the airport to try to find another rental vehicle. But the fool did not realize to treat the desk lady with common courtesy. He chewed her out, and she refused to give him a vehicle.
0: To be fair, Angus, Neil has been traveling for the better part of about a couple days now, and his patience is probably on the last thread.
1: Dr. Jeremiah, I have traveled from realm realm to realm to realm to more realms. I've probably been to at least 50 realms so far. And you want to know something? Um it's not about your destination. It's about the journey. Well, unfortunately,
0: Neil is kind of fed up with his adventure, and he just wants to journey his way home for Turkey.
2: Listen, we, we don't all live in a fantasy adventure novel.
1: You're just jealous because you haven't lived your Disney fantasy.
2: Who's to say I haven't? I just haven't met the right... Haven't met my prince yet.
1: I know you. I can find you that prince. No, nope, no, nope, no, nope.
2: nope. Don't,
0: don't take dating advice from him. My, he tried setting me up with someone, and it just went really bad. She
1: was a wonderful woman. I cannot help that you are willing to just let people go willy nilly. Doctor Cage, Doctor Jeremiah here had himself a wife.
4: Oh, do tell.
0: Well, it's not really per se a wife, it was more of a date that turned out to be, she was a little on the unstable side, and Angus was trying to set us up, and unfortunately it didn't work out because I didn't like pineapple on pizza, and the relationship ended. It was sad.
4: Well, if it makes you feel any better, neither do I. I find it to be offensive. It's appropriation, really. It just doesn't make sense. I'm sorry that date didn't work out. I'm, remember the double date that we had with the twins? And, and they ended up going home with me. But you had a shot there. You had that one shot. And where were you? They were ready to go, and I couldn't find you. And I've always wanted to ask.
0: This m-
2: is not the side of the story that Dr. Jeremiah told me. Yeah, I
0: was oh. I was locked in a bathroom stall and couldn't get out. Oh, uh, well,
4: you really missed out, I'm sorry. But better luck next time. Just just keep trying, you know? Keep track of it. Find somebody who truly
0: despises pineapple on pizza. Bobbert, if, if you need... if I know I said what I said before, but, you know, if you need to take... If you need to do something with somebody, you know, like, you can, like... I'll forgive you, and be like, if you can, you know...
3: I cannot do that, Dr. Jeremiah. He uh, is on our side.
0: Oh, but I'm pretty
1: sure if Angus told you to do it, oh, yeah, oh, of course... I will tell you this, Bobbitt is a fine individual, along with Dr. Cage. You are just jealous because you are not on the side of the cult of the Death Hand.
2: Well, I think more of Dr. Jeremiah's jealousy issues comes from a long-standing feeling of inadequacy going back from his college days where he was always number two and finished second. And now Dr. Cage is a self-made millionaire while he's teaching at a state prison and a community college.
4: Well, he's doing good work. Now I must stand up and defend you. I do not think it is fair the way you're treating. Your friend who has taken you in who suffers through all this. I feel this energy in this room, and I I sympathize with you, my friend. It is not fair, I tell you. You need to give him a little bit more respect.
0: You were all meant to come here and be on my show, and the only person that's on my side right now is my arch-nemesis. I don't understand what's going on. Where did it all go wrong?
1: It all went wrong when the... Vehicle caught on fire,
2: which was because Dell put put a cigarette in the
1: back seat.
3: That was not his fault. It was the fault of the wind.
1: But in Neil's defense, he accidentally ran into Dell again, and Dell was generous enough to take him home
0: in that amazing '80s panel wagon. Oh,
1: that that
2: car is glorious as someone who never got to live in the 80s
0: and those hubcaps
1: my god and then of course it did catch on fire and they ended up spending their nights at another motel with $17 after
4: almost dying after driving through uh, two trucks and spinning uh, and, and and it was fantastic it was it was a uh, it was a battle of hell down the road there people tried to warn him and there was no way that he could hear it i uh, again moving deeper and deeper into the lower plains it was just a fantastic destruction. The, the car ultimately, the burning and the fire was just incidental to all the other tragic damage.
1: Dr. Jeremiah, I see a tear coming out of your eye. There's multiple tears. What's, what seems to be the problem?
0: Oh, for starters, I'm, I'm not crying. I just, my allergies are acting up. And... Dr. Jeremiah,
1: there seems to be a problem. Come here. <sighs>
0: what is it, Angus?
1: What's wrong?
0: <sighs> well, it's just it's just everyone's just I feel just so ganged up right now and it's just like m- like my my roommate or my roommate's just nasty my intern's being coaxed by my arch nemesis and your number two is threatening to murder me with his fire with his fire sword mm-hmm. and he's just he's just doing the most atrocious things with the sword, and, like, he's just showing these awful pictures, and like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to react to this anymore.
1: Like... Doctor! Come with me. I have a way to resolve this and continue the plot for our podcast! Oh, God. Like... Gentlemen! Lady person!
2: Lady person?
1: There seems to be misjustice here! In the... Towards the end of this film, we see that Neil has a soft spot for Dell, and he is willing to forgive him for all of his misdeeds and his unfortunate demises. We must forgive the Doctor for his misdeeds and his unfortunate demises that he has caused upon us. The
2: demises that you have caused.
1: Listen! This is not the time to be pointing fingers. This is a time for us to unite! To become one and to be learning to forgiving with each other so we may become one unit and fight the evil forces that are coming our way. Bobbitt, tell me, are you willing to stand with me and the Doctor to promote justice?
3: Master, you know the answer to that question. I will always stand with you, no matter what you will do.
1: Doctor Cage... Dr. Jeremiah is feeling blue. We must treat him to the shawarma after the podcast. We must heal his broken heart and bend our bond with him and build a strong unity with us.
4: I think that's a wonderful idea. People, when they're in their lowest and darkest state, become the most susceptible to training and becoming better people. Oh, God. And shawarma would be just the thing.
1: Natalia, he has made his mistakes, and yet he is obviously not as financially stable as Dr. Cage here.
0: And this is supposed to
1: make me feel better? He is a loser. He is weak. He does not have the resources.
2: Okay, hold on. No one says anything about him being a loser or weak. He has to put up with you. He has so much that he does in in the community college. He is one of the favorite professors. So I will not let you call him a loser and weak. I, of course, love Dr. Jeremiah, but I am a single mom with a small child and a long list of really crappy ex-boyfriends.
1: Let me finish. (laughs) Then I encourage you, he may be weak, he may be a loser, he does not have the resources, but I will tell you this, he has the heart of gold. And he is someone you should stick by with. He has been a loyal friend to you, and he deserves the almighty embrace from his intern.
0: Wow, Angus, that was really nice of you and kind of out of left field.
2: Yeah, I will say. Listen, Dr. Jeremiah, I promise I will not leave you right now. But please just understand that where my financial situation is concerned, it is tempting.
0: I'll talk to, I'll talk to the college daycare and see if they can hook you up with free daycare. Thank you. And in this, and then we get to the the end of their journey, where Dale and Neil wind up in Chicago, taking the train to where they need to go. Going over there tumultuous journey together and laughing over the funny memories spe- they shared Neil gets on his train playing back the memories of his ordeal back in his mind and also piecing together certain moments where Del was explaining certain things to Neil and as each moment gets played back and back Neil comes to the unfortunate realization that Dell has nobody, and he's all alone, and it's a very sad moment, and in a true moment of a blossoming friendship, Neil went back to the train station to ask him about his family, and now Dell has to come be truthful and tell him that his wife has been dead for the last better part of eight years. And in one last moment of kindness, Neil and Del, holding their trunks, holding the trunk hand by hand, walk down the street of this lovely suburban home. And Del joins Neil and his family for Thanksgiving dinner. It's a touching moment right there.
1: It is, and now that we are all together unified in glory, I have one question for Bobbitt.
3: Yes, master.
1: Your thoughts of this film after watching it and our discussions.
3: I found that watching this film has made me make me think of past ingressions I have done. I may have murdered unintentionally, but I will still stand by my convictions.
4: Well, it's better to murder intentionally. You need to live your life with intention. When you find yourself murdering just by accident, you're really not taking control of your life. Uh, and it's just, uh, you, you need to really embrace that. You, your anger is beautiful. You, you just need to focus it on things that bring the magic to you. To, so that you control your life, you don't always have to be a simpering imp at your master's side. You can have your own little side gigs here and there. Why, you could become an intern if you like. You could work for me. If this young lady seems to have made her relationship It's working out, you know, you could always join me. Now, Barbara, I find that if we face each other and truly look into each other's eyes and embrace and come close to each other and feel that energy between us, uh, then you will truly feel the magic that comes Don't, from.
3: Don't touch me, mortal.
4: Oh, oh, it's going to be like that. I understand.
3: Nobody touches me.
4: Well, as long as you keep this layer. Around you, this wall up, you'll never find true power and control, my friend.
3: My master is my true power.
0: Dr. Cage, you should know better than to cheat a friend. And, Bobbert, you shouldn't waste the chances that you've been given. Though it's easy to pretend, I know that both of you are not fools. So anyway, I think since I'm the only one that really hasn't said his thoughts and opinions on this movie, I feel like it should be my turn.
1: Ah, yes, Doctor! I have yet to hear your final opinion.
0: I like this movie. This is a fun movie. It's always fun to re-watch 80s movies and kind of compare them to how they were then to kind of how movies are made now. And I think the one thing that why so many people love watching 80s movies and previous past movies is that it's just fun. Like, they're just simple stories and, like, they're relatable situations where you could where you can sympathize with each of these people and be like, yeah, you know what? This seems a bit far-fetched at certain point, but I can relate to that. And I've been in a situation where that happens. And, like, I wanted to strangle the nice lady behind the car, behind the car rental desk. And, like, it's just... Movies back then were just happy and just fun and, like, not miserable and depressing. Like... To be fair, this isn't one of my all-time favorite comedy movies, but it is an, It is a very enjoyable watch. Like, you definitely know that Steve and John have very good chemistry together and have very good comedic timing with one another. And Steve, back in the 80s, was really good at playing that kind of schmarmy rich character. And John was kind of that, you know, lovable blue-collar lunkhead. And they just meshed well together. And being the fact that the two of them basically had to carry about 95% of this movie, they do a really good job.
2: Just remember, Dr. Jeremiah, John Candy is half human, half dog. He's his own best friend.
1: May I chime in on an epilogue, dear doctor? Oh, God.
0: Well, being that you're the infernal roommate of my podcast, I feel you have that right.
1: Dr. Jeremiah... Answer me this question, this Thanksgiving. This is a feast where people come together, correct?
0: Yes, that's correct. It's specifically where a family can get together and enjoy a delightful meal with one another. So I would
1: like to entertain this idea for an epilogue. So, Del is invited in with the apparent- Oh, I'm invited because he felt sorry for me. But no in reality. They brought him in. They showed him a nice, kind gestures. All of a sudden, they bring him into the basement, and he is stabbed. But it gets even better. He is decapitated, beheaded, gutted, and you know what he is? He is the main cause for the dinner that night. And the family is secretly people who believe in devouring humans.
0: So you're basically saying that... Neil and his family are secret cannibals and basically lured poor Dell with his sad, pathetic loneliness for their Thanksgiving feast.
2: I didn't think it was possible to ruin this movie for me, but Angus just ruined this movie for me.
1: You can't blame me for having just a pure little theory there, Doctor.
0: No, to be honest, that's probably not the most far-fetched theory I've ever heard about a film. That's the first one I've ever heard about for planes, trains, and automobiles.
3: That may be the reason why he kept him the whole movie.
4: I mean, not all wealthy people are murderers that keep bodies in their basement. I mean, that's just a harmful stereotype.
1: (laughs) That is true. But, Doctor, seeing that we have finished that soda machine, what are we doing with that? But,
4: oh my, my people took care of that don't worry about it
0: what do you mean the vending machine it looks totally fine why is, uh, my, why is my face itchy
1: oh uh that might be because the water I <laughs> sprayed on you turned into acid at one point you, uh, you uh, might you might, want to go to the bathroom oh
0: god damn it Angus <laughs>
1: Hmm, this is really good. Bobbitt, I've noticed you haven't disappeared yet.
3: I do not know, Master. I don't know what incantation you used to summon me back here.
1: Dr. Jeremiah, where are we going to have Bobbitt sleep?
0: We already got you. <clears throat> There's, me. There's already me, you. Whenever J Rock decides to come back, I, I mean, and Natalia. No, no. I, I mean, you do have that spare bedroom. Yeah,
2: that my son sleeps in.
1: No, 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 no. Like Natalia Tembo, you need an additional source of income. You would be a fool not to take on a roommate. You know, I, I
2: guess I could move my. My ear and my Di- and my Disney bounding closet stuff into my regular closet and Bobbert can have my closet.
1: My walking closet. Bobbert, you're staying with us!
3: But Master, what about the ferrets?
1: Ah, yes. I shall have to make contact with some allies. We shall acquire the ferrets and bring them here. But where are we going to stable them? I do know of a goat farm that we can take refuge upon.
2: Well, there goes Troy.
0: I I would hop to on getting him a job right away. With how long it took Angus to get a job.
2: Bobbert, let me get you started on some job applications. You're going to need to be making some money for rent. My rent is almost as high as his.
0: Well, howdy there, boys and girls. This is Jeremy, who plays Dr. P.F. Jeremiah. And hello, this is David, and I play Angus the Death Hand. And this is Nancy, David's wife, and I'm playing Natalia. We want to give a special thanks to our returning guest stars, Goose and Mark.
4: Yes, well, thanks for having me. I'm My name is Mark Johnson, uh, and I played Ezekiel Cage, and you can find me on markery.com or on Instagram as VoiceOverlord.
3: I'm Goose. I play the lovable demon, Bobbert. Uh, You you can find me at COJ Roleplaying. We just hit our second season and starting to post it in the new year.
0: Make sure to go to all their socials, their websites, their podcasts. Give them likes. Give them subscribes.
4: Yes, we feed
0: on them. We need them! They are our lifeblood! And then after you're done liking all their stuff,
1: make sure to go to our
0: Facebook page and give us a like, and give us a follow.
1: And make sure that you give everyone a nice warm embrace after those likes and subscribes.
0: But make sure it's consensual.
1: And you all have yourselves a merry day.
0: Bacon.